1: Welcome to another broadcast night right here on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to the Tony Stallings Show. The Tony Stallings Show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments heard on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host.
2: And, and
1: now, now get, get ready, for ready for an exciting, blockbuster, put...
2: fight the, the power
1: of episode of Tony Stallings. Right, right here, right now, now. And, and now, the man, man himself,
2: Tony Stallings. the number, Drummer, music hitting your heart, cause I know I you got soul. To hey, hey. listen if you're missing y'all. Swinging while I'm singing. Hey. giving what
0: you're getting. Uh. Knowing what I knowin' while the black bands sweating in the river I'm rolling. Rollin'. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey, <laughs> our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We, we got, got to fight, fight the power that be we got to fight the power of that beat. As the rhythm's designed to bounce without the death the rise, Designed to fill your mind now that you realize the prize arrives. we, we got, got to pump the stuff man, to make man. it come. From the heart, it's the start of work of art to oh, evolution. I think I've changed something straight. People, people, we, 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 we are the same. No, we not the same because we don't we know the game.
2: Enough. What we need is awareness. We can't get talent. You, you say, what, what is this? Yeah. All Let's get down to business, mental self-defense of fitness Don't Don't rush the show You got to go to prison, no one To make everybody free In order to fight the powers that be
1: Radio, we're talking about it tonight, but we get getting some paperwork together, give me another couple of minutes, we're going to be right on this thing, get all your 18s your cousins, everybody on the phone, we're coming right back, here I am, Tony Stallings, right here, hang on, we're going to be right at you in just a few, until then, fight the power for just a couple of moments, say the fight the power, we right got
2: to fight the power, that was a hero to most, but he albin. Was a hero to most, Elvis. Was a hero to most, but he never meant to me. If he straight out racist, the sucker was simple and plain. I'm in 'cause I'm black
0: and I'm proud. already, I'm because right. 'cause I'm amped. Most of my heroes don't appear in no stamp. Step look at you looking fine, nothing but redneck for 400 years if you text. Don't worry, me was a number one damn. Damn if I said you can slap me right, right here. here, get it? Let's get
3: this party started, right?
1: In order to fight the fight power, that be fight the power. Fight the power. What's up, what's up, America? What it is? What's up? This is Tony calling And I do believe I have on the line with we fight the power, Say it,
2: say
1: it.
4: Cam, I am.
1: That's what's up. Cam, um, uh, welcome. And uh, I don't know if Cam even knows this, but we got a little thing where we're going to be talking Raw. And it starts off tonight, Raw Talk, with Tony and Cam. We to and uh, tonight, as we're speaking, I'm really trying to talk to y'all and watch the TV because it's kicking off again, the topic we're talking about. Cam, what's up?
4: Nothing so much, Tony. I'm just ready to talk about this Ferguson thing and all. My mother says she's so tired of hearing about it,
1: but she's willing to listen to us tonight. So let's roll, Tony. Hey, Cam, Mom. Hope you're blessed tonight with everything we're going to lay on you tonight. Um, first of all, I wanted to, we're going to hop right in this thing. We got an hour show scheduled. Don't go nowhere. And I want to briefly give a shout out to the area code 229 915 770 334 617 850-260, um, I, guess that's, I guess that's Georgia, uh, 276-301-317-336, you know how we do it, we always give you our area code shout out, and just a couple of more, six one four five three zero. I ain't forgot about you, 712-763, and many more have joined us tonight, because you care about what's going on in your nation, now Cam, um, We know how this thing started, but I'm going to give a brief introduction. Everybody knows what went on, but just in case some of people may be listening, go ahead and lower my music just a bit. Okay, appreciate that. Just in case people don't know how this thing started, on March the 9th, that was a week ago, Cam, about a week and a day ago, March the 9th of this year in Ferguson, Missouri, about noon, a black male, And we always say in that camp, a black male, 18 years of age, and I'm just going to start it from this point, was walking down the street, and I'm just going to give what what we know, okay? Uh, There was, he was confronted by a police officer from that district, and there was some type of confrontation, there was some shots fired, and another black male lay in the street dead. So now... We tried a vigil vigil that night, and we've had riots after riots after riots, looting, acting a fool, and let me just give you a, 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 oh, and I see my man, I'm going to get to you in a minute, Cam, I'm going to bring on Curtis Taylor, he's from um, another blog talk station. But let me just say this right now, Cam and I talked about this already, you may not like us. After this is over with but It it ain't because we don't love you It's because we got to tell you how we feel And speak the truth Okay, But that's it in a nutshell It's been all over the news It pushed Ukraine out of the news It pushed ISIS out of the news What else did it push out of the news Cam? It was something else they were talking about
4: Everything It pushed The president It pushed the president Being sued out of the
5: news.
1: Now, if it pushed President President Obama out of the news, it's deep. Now, I've given my spiel on it as far as what happened, and I'm going to open the floor up to Cam, but I did want to say that I'm going to give a layout of the facts in a minute, and I'm going to ask some questions, and look, if you want to talk to us tonight, if you got anything you want, a question you want to talk to us, if you're listening on the phone, press one. And we're going to get to you as soon as we can. If you're on the Internet and you want to speak to us, call in at 323. it still be on the top. 323-784-9638. And we will definitely get you on and entertain your viewpoint, your question, or whatever you got to say. Okay? Now, Cam, we're just going to hop back right to this thing before the break. And I wanted to ask you when you first got a hold of this thing, what ran across your mind?
4: First of all, what went across my mind, Tony, was when I found out that this young man was shot, of course, I was very upset. But I was kind of, I'm still upset about Trayvon Martin.
2: Right. Okay, I'm still stuck
4: there. I'm still stuck on the young man who was killed over the loud music. But what really, really got next to me when I found out about the rioting and all of that other stuff as black people, now, Tony, I already told you, you're not going to like me. For the rest it I really don't care. Okay, what really got me, why have we not, as black people, writing about anything else with black people killing black folks every day. that's, that's, That's all I want, just one person, whether it's Curtis Taylor, whether it's people from Selma, Alabama, where we march across the bridge every year in March. We have not marched one time in Montgomery, Alabama, where they're killing black folks every day, black people, every day three and four times a day, nobody has said, less, Marge, about that. That's the only thing. Honestly, yes, I was very upset because I have three brothers, and they're targeted, two of them, because, number one, they're black. Number two, they're young black men. And number three, they have dreadlocks. Now, they're both educated but because they're black, they're young, and they have dreadlocks, they think, white people, that all black men are the same because they're black, they're young, and they have dreadlocks. So because they're educated, if they're seen walking down the street, they don't care anything about that, but they will be targeted for that reason. Okay? And my mother tells them that all the time. My thing is, why has no one decided? To riot? Why has no one decided to protest or march about us killing one another? That's my question to the radio land tonight. And, yes, I'm very upset about Michael Brown being killed. And then I have another question. If that officer had been a white man, would we still be carrying on the way we're carrying on now? Check the pay the devil's advocate tonight.
1: Wow. And joining us from a blog talk series called Something for the Fellas is uh, Mr. Wait a minute, let me get it right. Mr. Mr. Curtis Taylor. Are you there, Curtis?
0: Oh, uh, man, I'm here, big brother. How are you? Oh, uh, breathing in and breathing out. You. you heard it. Oh, how, how are you, Mr. Taylor? I said, how
4: are you, Miss well, Cam? How are you? I'm well, how
1: are doing you? Doing great, doing great. What you think, Curtis, man? She she posed a question, and she even threw Curtis Taylor's name out there. What what you think?
0: Well, first
1: first and foremost, I feel flattered that she threw my name out there.
0: Thank you, Miss Cam, for the shout-out. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, that's just a little light humor about the whole thing. But, you know, when the, uh, Tony – as you and I, we've done, oh, my God, I can't even count how many shows that you and I have done together, but when this situation arose, you know, I'm going to just be honest. I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. You know, when, when will it stop? When will this madness cease? When will it end? And then, you know, Uh, Ms. uh Cam made a very poignant point earlier when she said, and if I can speak on that for just a second, when she said, you know, you know everybody wanted to riot and protest and loot and pretty much destroy our own uh businesses and things of that nature but she said Where are the marches and the protests and things of that nature when we have black on black crime that's at a all time high on a daily basis and if I could just speak on that for a second in my humble opinion it is almost as as if we've been we've become conditioned like that should be that's that's the acceptability of the status quo if you would it's like okay it doesn't matter when they're doing that to each other because they're going to do that to each other anyway. That's pretty much the way society is dictating this type of thing as it stands in this present day and time. But, um, you know, I, it's kind of funny that she mentioned that because I was having a conversation with another guy a little bit earlier, and we were talking about it, but the point that I made, I was like, and then, you know, Ms. Cam mentioned Trayvon Martin. And, you know, it doesn't matter. We can go all the way back to... Abdullah Amialo, we can go back to Sean Bell. We can we can just continue to go back if we had to. But the thing about it is in my opinion again, is that once something has happened and it's fresh, you know, everybody's up in arms, everybody wants to ride, everybody's calling for a new Black Panther party to be formed and things of that nature, but then let a month, two months, three months, six months down the line go and everything's made to normal. Nobody's caring about Michael Brown, nobody's caring about Trayvon Martin, nobody's caring about Sean Bell, unless, you know, they were directly affected. My only thing was, if we're going to take a stance, let's make this stance continual. Right. And not just right. when
1: something is at the heat. You know, everybody's passionate because it's happening as we speak. Right. Okay. Right. And, and you know, um, I was going to get getting back to it just a minute. Dorian Johnson was with him when he got shot. Now I'm going to back up just a little bit. This is going to piss some people off, but I'm going to back up just a little bit right before we go to break. And area code 334, I see you both of you uh ending in 50 and 90 and we're going to get to your call in just a moment. I know you got your hand up. But I'm going to back up just a little bit and mention this video that they had of them in the store. And um <laughs> that that seemed to piss a lot of people off when they brought it out. But to me, it sort of connects because I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. I may, they might, blog talk might cut me off after I say this. But to me it appears as though, it, 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 some of the facts to me aren't adding up in this thing. I'm just sorry. Uh, I was a cop, and I think, Curtis, you've got some law enforcement experience.
2: The, the, the main thing
1: a cop don't want is somebody close to their car. When I was a police officer in Birmingham, nobody, not even my mama, could walk up on my car let alone me start a fight in a car. So what kind of threw me off was they all agreed, the witnesses, Dorian Jackson, the police, that it started with the police officer sitting in the car. Now, even if you're not a cop, why would you start something in a car? If I'm going to start something with you, Curtis, and you're on the outside cam, I'm going to get out of my car and get a good stance against you or have, have a way to get to something, you know what I'm saying?
2: It just wasn't adding
1: up to me in that in that respect. Also, to go a little further and give people some more insight, Dorian Jackson, who, who wasn't even talked to, who wasn't even interviewed until Wednesday, almost five days after they, he was seen on a video robbing the bank. How many Negroes can be seen on a on a on a, uh, on, a, on, a on a video robbing a bank and put on national TV, and the police don't even knock on your door? How many? So anyway, he says that the police. The first thing he said was, "Get the F off the sidewalk." When he rolled up on him, and then the door opened and he grabbed Brown. Now I'm gonna stop there because I got a few more things to say when we come back, and I really want to get to these two calls in a minute. But I really want to get to the meat of what I'm saying and go ahead and piss a few people off, and let them deal with us on the uh, on the other side of a very quick break, because I think that. We're overlooking something that is a lot larger. I think Cam, Cam Cam, mentioned it. Curtis mentioned it. But When we come back, we're going to go to the phones, and we're going to get to the deep root of what's going on. So hang on. Give us about two minutes. i got to get some paperwork together, talk to Cam and Curtis. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. i got some stuff to share with you that's going to make you call me the bad guy. And that I am. I'm the bad guy. Be right back. Above life. Above your circumstance. You're listening to Tony Stallings Live, A.K.A. Tony Montana, right here on the Soul of America Radio.
6: So say good night to the bad guy.
1: Each and every Monday night at eight o'clock Central, nine o'clock Eastern, you don't want to miss Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thickland. He talks about the abuse of domestic violence and domestic abuse you don't want to miss that show it gives you an opportunity to grow it gives you an opportunity to facilitate victory in your life so join Jay next Monday night right here on the Soul of America Radio I'll go to www.soulofamericaradio.com for more information and tonight if you're wanting to speak with Tony Please press 1 if you're already holding on the phone. If you're listening on the internet and want to get in on the conversation, dial 323-784-9638. And you can press 1 if you want to talk also. Thank you for joining us. It's time to fight the power on the Soul of America Radio. And welcome back to the Tony Stallings Show right here on the Soul of America Radio where we are fighting the powers that be. on the break and i'm just gonna bring it out quickly and i'm gonna let cam and and curtis get it because this is we we can you can jump in anytime you want y'all you know but what i couldn't get over when i talked about fighting from inside of the car what it boils down to is this isn't an attack on michael brown it's an attack on any one particular person but what in the i'm i'm sorry is it prime time yeah what in the hell happened i mean cam asked me that when we got off on the break that's the first that what the hell happened we got all this information out there but nothing tells us what in the hell happened i can't put it together so i'm i gave my little viewpoint that what i read and that was that there was some kind of discussion and then according to what i'm reading they started fighting officer in the car michael brown leaves puts his hand up, also shoots him. Do you have anything else on, on that, uh, uh, Cam or Curtis? Anything else on that? <clears throat> it,
4: it seems like, okay, from, from day one, because to be honest with you, I didn't start following the story until you started posting things, and, t- and then I started seeing things on another Facebook post, and then, of course, my brother's friend who lives in the area, But from day one, it seemed that this young man, who's totally innocent, who did nothing, was simply walking down the middle of the street, and a police officer, basically out of came from nowhere and just shot him down like a dog. That was my perception. From day one. He wasn't doing anything. Him and his friend, Dorian, was coming from the store. He was about to go to college. He didn't do nothing. Police officer riding down the street, patrolling the neighborhood. This young man, he said, whatever he said to him, he threw his hands up in the air and said, don't shoot. And the man shot him down like a dog. That's the perception that I got from day one.
1: You too, Curtis. Am I wrong? Did you get something like that, Curtis?
0: Actually, when, uh, what the, when I did the research on it and um, using uh, law enforcement connection that I still have, and I know you do the same thing, Tony, um, <clears throat> the information that was relayed to me was, you know, they, uh, Mr. Brown and uh, Mr. Uh, Jackson, I mean Dorian, they were uh, j- they were walking in the middle of the street, and it, all it should have been was a simple warning of them get out the road or I'll cite you for jaywalking. That's what that should have been the protocol of the whole thing. But as uh, we've learned once, we, you know, we pride ourselves on doing the, getting the facts and the research. When uh, the officer, Williams, um, pulled up on the two individuals, the two young men, some words were said, some racial epithets were thrown around, and he pulled up on them. But like you said, Tony, and, you know, you know with both of our backgrounds in law enforcement, there's no way in the world we're going to approach anyone while talking trash, while buckled in our seatbelt, in a cruiser. That's just not going to happen. We're going to be out of the vehicle where we have every means or avenues of whether it be a defensive posture, whatever the case may be, to first and foremost protect ourselves. Now, with that being said, the other information that was gathered with me was that he didn't, uh, Mr. Brown, uh, did not reach for his weapon, but the officer unholstered his weapon and doing some type of scuffle, a shot was yeah. fired. And Mr. Brown was hit. Now, when Mr. Brown was hit, of course, any natural reaction from any human being on the face of the planet—you got shot. Hot lead, piercing flesh, burns. Of course, your first natural instinct as a human being, you gonna run.
6: Right. But it right. got
0: to the point to where doing the running, you know, Mr. Brown decided, like, look, I, I've been shot. I need some medical attention. You know, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna stop running. With my hands up in the head, and we got five now, we got five that have come forward, five eyewitness accounts that verify the same exact story, raise my hands up in submission, hey, I'm unarmed, I don't have a weapon, more shots so fired. young man laying face down on the concrete dead.
1: Wow. And so that, we've that, been talking that's about, for well, those of you, go ahead, go ahead.
0: So that's pretty much the facts of what happened.
1: And go ahead, man, we're we going to go ahead and make your point. I, I, um, I, for those of you just joining in, I see we got a few more callers. We've been talking about Michael Brown. We've had a break. And um, they, it looks as though they have just become violent again in a protest, according to CNN now. And they are clashing now. The police have uh, armored vehicles, and they are they're dispersing tear gas as we talk. Oh, my God. Now, we're going to go to the phones because I want to get other people involved. we got a boatload of people wanting to talk. I'm going to yes. open it up.
4: People are saying to me, Tony.
1: Okay, and you will hear something that says you're unmuted. That means that you're on the air. And I'm going to go to code 334, and you're on the Soul of America Radio Raw Talk. Can you hear me? code 334, ending in five zero.
5: Oh, yes, I can hear you. I didn't know you were talking to me.
1: Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> to you. you. Well, well, welcome to the show. What do, you, what do you think?
5: Thank you so much. This is Angela Benjamin. I do want to identify myself.
2: Hey. <laughs> hey,
5: hey, Angela. Hey, y'all. <laughs> How <laughs> well, are I you? A... I am doing fine. Bless, bless, bless. I can't complain about a thing.
1: Okay. Well, go she ahead is, and, 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 and tell so us
2: more. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Tonight, I think I'll be Andrew B., Cam, and go and tell you what Angie B. thinks about this. I, 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 first of all, I want to say uh, we're dealing with two different uh, crimes, and all of this that I'm about to say is my opinion, and I will state some facts that we know. Uh, we're dealing with two different crimes here. First of all, there was the stealing at the store of the Cigarellos, and Michael Brown should be alive to to pay for that crime, but he is not. The second crime that we're dealing with is uh, the murder of Michael Brown. We know that the officer had no idea at the time that Michael Brown had taken the cell- cigarillos. How do we know this? Because the police, when they made a statement at first, they did say that. this guy they, they were walking in the street, and he decided to confront them about walking in the street. Now, they could have gotten on the sidewalk, but they didn't. But not getting on the sidewalk does not warrant uh, my execution. Let me put it like that. It does not warrant my my execution. Uh, We have all of these eyewitnesses. But one particular uh, eyewitness was tweeting at the same time this was happening. This guy was tweeting, and I'm not going to call his name because people have told him to lay low. He was tweeting at the same time, and it's easy to find on the Internet. Uh, At the same time, what was going on, and he said, what a a couple of other people said is, man, they shot him twice in the back. Now he's turned around with his his hands in the air. Everybody knows that the universal sign of surrender is what? Mm -hmm. It's either a white flag or you're throwing your hands up in the air. That's universal. I surrender. After he was shot in the back, they said he turned around. And then the guy, he said a lot of curse words, but he was he was describing, he was upset. He said, I'm hyperventilating now. And he and he, he said, all of these shots are going off, the, going off in the air. That is the second crime that we're talking about. So we're talking about two different crimes here going on, um, in, in my opinion, that happened.
1: Well, well, Andrew, let me ask you a question. Would we be on the mm-hmm. phone now if that cop was black? Would we be? Would, would this be a discussion if the cop was black that shot him?
5: Well, this is your radio show, so.
2: <laughs>
1: no, no, no. I, I guess let, let me rephrase the question. Would it be all national? Would it be a national atten- attention? Would it be national attention if the police officer that shot him was black?
5: I I, I think so because at, at first people thought. The man was black. They they were even angrier when they found out the name was Darren Wilson, and oh then they started saying and he was shot by an N word person, and they got they became even angrier from what I saw and what I was reading. They became even angrier. So I think people have a disdain for uh, thug cops. Period. Whether that thug cop is Hispanic. Black or white, they have a disdain for thug cops who are sworn to protect, who are sworn to protect. So I think it's, it's, it's cops who are out here harassing. Because if you look at one of the pictures that were going uh, through Facebook, people started putting up a barrage of all kinds of cops harassing people everywhere. After oh, Michael yeah. You black and white, black and white cops that they were displaying, but, so I think it's a disdain for thug cops, which overshadowed because of media spin, it overshadows the, the good cops. There are some out there, but oh, yeah. because of media spin, we don't hear about the good cops, and because of the media spin, we don't hear about uh, ceasefire, stop the violence, the interrupters, the petitions, the organizing because of media spin, we only hear about the looting. We don't hear about the people who stood guard in front of the businesses and say, we're not going to allow you. These are black people. We're not going to allow you to loot these people's businesses. Because right. of media spin, we only hear about the looting, part the knuckleheads who are out there looting in their own neighborhood because of media spin.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Cam mentioned earlier, and I'm going to let you go. we got tons of other people, but Cam mentioned earlier. Okay that um, we we really we, we focus on these things here, but we don't focus on black-on-black crime. And I kind of agree with that. Uh, I got some statistics on that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. m- the black male between 17 and 29 is what, it, it, when you think of homicide in the United States, if you look at it statistically, that is what the picture is, a black male between seven, not a black female, a black mm-hmm. male between 17 and 29. So do you think, and and, and and their their killers are predominantly, mostly, according to statistics from the, federal, the, uh, the Justice Department, of the same race. So, okay. and, and this is going to piggyback off the last case, the last question. Are we focusing, okay. uh, are, are we just focusing on racial? B- because if so, we're killing each other more than the cops are.
5: Okay, let me tell you what I feel about statistics. Just did a production on statistics, as a matter of fact. I can just about come up with whatever statistics I want you to believe and put it out there as long as people will support it. Most people are killed, Tony, by people who look like them. So what in turn does that mean? White people are killed by who? They're killed by white people. But we hear more about black-on-black crime because I just got to talking about Media spin. Now, black, black on black crime is, is everywhere. It's everywhere, but surely there's white on white crime. Uh, but we, we, we don't focus on that part because we are a racially charged nation. Uh, you, you said, what are we focusing on? What are we focusing on? Are we focusing on race? Yes, we're focusing on race because we're racially charged here in the United States. And until we talk about this big old elephant that's standing in the room that we cannot see, uh, we, will still be talking, we will still be talking about race. We will still be focusing on race. We will still categorize these murders. We will still separate them. We will still say, uh, you know, black-on-black crime is worse than any other crime. Any murder is worse than any, any murder. Not just black is bad. But we, we have shoot-ups and mass murderers and mass killings. We shoot up the movies. We shoot up schools. We shoot up Columbine. And we're not black. We're, we're, but my stand is, is not that it's worse.
4: My stand is that it happens. That's, that's what my stand is. It happens, and that it's not addressed as much as it is when white a
5: white cop
4: shoots a black person. That's my stand.
5: Yeah, 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 and I, I understand that. And see, but there are people across the nation that are, that are addressing this black on black crime but they don't they don't get this they don't get this time right here. They don't get this media that that this right here gets right here because we're racially charged is what I'm saying. We have a group called interrupters uh going across the nation from California to Chicago. We have Feast Fire in Chicago. We have stop the violence campaigns. We have petitions with millions of signatures and all of these kind of, And, of course we have markets where people are getting away from markets because they're tired of the figureheads that are doing them. But we have all of this organizing going on, but they don't get this time right here. They don't get the time because people, certain media does not want them to have this time hmm. right here. It's better to say black-on-black black crime, and it's better for me to put that out there more and more.
1: Wow. Well, well Angela, I certainly appreciate the the intelligent response and the validity of what you shared, you got to join us more than than tonight, okay? You, you got to come back again. I, I all right? will, I definitely will.
5: Usually, I just I just listen in. I, I'm, I'm when Cam puts it up, I usually call in. I usually just dial and listen. So I, I love the show.
1: Oh, well, Cam, you got to put it up because see, she won't listen if I put it up. It got to be you, so you put <laughs> it up. <right?
2: laughs> you got say for Curtis?
5: Yes, thank you, Sam, for letting
1: okay. us know and informing us, informing
5: us by the way of Facebook, Sam. You're welcome. Thank
1: you so much. All right, thanks a lot, and you call back soon, okay?
5: I will. I'm gonna. Call you.
1: All right, all right, and um, I don't know. I, I I I agree with what she's saying, and and just to clarify something, he didn't steal. Um, uh, Michael Brown did not steal anything. He robbed. Uh, it's a difference. When you steal something, right. that's theft, and theft means that you take it without the person's knowledge. But when you when when you rob somebody, it can be strong armed, it can be armed, it can be several kinds. But a robbery, in most states, I, 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 is is a felony. I, I, you know, a strong armed robbery, and it depends upon the degree. If I hurt you really bad, it can be a it could be a, 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 a one felony. Uh, a, a first-degree felony, I mean, a, a first-degree robbery or whatever. So so I've heard a lot of people say he stole it. He didn't steal them. Ro- he took them. So, uh, so what you, I mean, we got another call here, but I kind of wanted to stop for just a second and ask Curtis. You still with us, Curtis? Oh, yeah, I'm still here, Doc. I'm still here. Yeah. Now, Aunt Angela is very I, – I know her. She's from my hometown. Um, some of the points she raised, but do you agree – but with not necessarily what she said with her take on the the black on black crime that it, that is it, that is it's just like across the board that's white on white crime black on black crime, and why should we focus on that because personally, I feel like even though statistics can be juggled, uh the Department of Justice did put it out and before before you answer what they said was in two thousand seven and this is you can research this on the internet that Uh, blacks were victims in 8,000 homicides. And in, um, I can't read my own writing. And in 2005, that's 93% were killed by their own race, okay? And in 2011, 6,300 blacks were were killed by their own race. And the statistics outweigh any other race. Do you, I mean, do you feel like, we just need to let that go, or are we focusing on it? How do you feel about that? Because I don't think I've got your viewpoint on that.
0: Well, uh, first and foremost, let me say that, that uh, Ms. Angela definitely had a lot of validity through the points that she brought forth, so I commend her on that mm-hmm. first and foremost. But mm-hmm. it's something that uh, she touched on a little bit that I'm going to piggyback on just a little bit, if I may, that mm-hmm. when it's – and uh, Ms. Cam had also mentioned this also – when when we when we society – such as on on black-on-black crime. Now, the the stats that you just brought forth, they're pretty accurate because I used those same stats in a previous show that you and I did together, matter of fact, last year. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, to piggyback off of that, see, it's all about media. And when media wants to have, uh, they have to maintain a certain level of ratings in order for them to stay on the air. Now, when media outlets, whether it be through television or newspaper magazines, whatever the case may be, whatever outlet that they're using, they tend to over sensationalize things more than others now again miss she when she spoke about Columbine the young men that were all caucasian, uh the young man that uh did the um the theater shootings in aurora, Colorado, and you know and certain other incidents that she touched on it's like it's almost like you can use the analogy to where when it's white or Caucasian individuals can commit these senseless acts of violence, then they say that they're, they're troubled. They need help in certain situations that caused them to lash out. Uh, they were whatever they were uh, mentally or emotionally or physically abused and things. they, it's almost like they make excuses for them, but when it's us on us, when it's black on black, oh, that's just them thugs. That's them hoodlums. That's them gangsters, And whatever other adjective you want to use to describe that they use to describe us, I should say. But, you know, like I said, she had a, a whole lot of validity. But when it comes to that media, that media is something serious. That media can make or break any type of situation, whereas right. you will get a five-minute or 30-second clip on this situation, but you'll get a whole 20-minute segment on another situation. So the media wow. plays a definitely, uh, very important role, especially when it's putting out there. And, man, if, without for an individual that doesn't do their own research, you know, I told you know how you and I used to joke back in the day, like, you're not going to tell us that the sky's blue and we're not going to go outside and look at it for ourselves.
6: You know, <laughs> just to use that
0: old analogy we used to use.
6: But, right.
0: uh, yeah, man, like I said, I, I commend Ms. Angela on the points that she brought forth. But uh, people, we gotta, we gotta wake up. And uh, like Miss Cam was saying, this, this black on black thing, if we're gonna be as passionate about when it's uh, uh, Caucasian on black or Hispanic on black or whatever the case may be, we gotta, re- we gotta be just as passionate, and not let it go away as a footnote when it's right. black on black. And then, well, and then, if you're gonna be passionate about anything, maintain that stance. Don't don't just be passionate for a minute, because you know, because it's hot. It's a hot topic and it's fresh in the back of everybody's mind, you got to maintain that stance and be vigilant with it. You know, that's oh, just definitely. my little
1: two cents on that, Tony. Definitely. Hold on, y'all. We're going to be right back. Eric code 404, you're next. Eric code 661, you right after that. And then 334, we got to pause just a moment. We're going to be right back. i got some more stuff I need to lay on you after this break that um, – that I haven't that I've been holding back. So hang on, we're gonna be right back. Four oh four get ready. Six six one, you get ready, you next. We fighting the power on the soul listening to the soul of america radio if you're holding right now on the phone and you want to make a comment press 1 that will put you in a callers queue our engineer will see that you want to get on the air and they'll put you in contact with the host otherwise if you want to listen online just go to radio.com and look for live stream or just simply follow the instructions also if you see a link to this anywhere on facebook That is a live stream post. Thank you for your cares. Thank you for your contacts and concerns. We are the Soul of America Radio.
2: I'm
1: Tony Salazar II and I'm fighting the power with Soul of America Radio. to Tony, press one. Otherwise, dial 323-784-9638, and you will be connected. And now, welcome back as we fight the power right here on the Tony Starling Show on the Soul of America Radio. I sure, look, I sure hate fading it down on that, on that song right there. But we got to go ahead and fight the power tonight, and. <laughs> And 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 uh, and so forth. Uh, Erico four oh four, you're gonna hear something that says you're unmuted, and you should be on the air. Erico four oh four, how you doing tonight?
7: Good evening. I'm doing well. How about you all? Well, are you? Lovely. <laughs> What's on your mind? It's Malika, by the way. Hi, Kim. <laughs> hey,
4: Malika. That's my cousin. That's pretty. Talk about it.
7: Oh. <laughs> uh, I would have to agree 150% with you, Cam, um, and Angie that spoke. Um, We as black people, especially in this country, everything is so racially charged that we immediately get offended when someone of a different race kills us. But like you said, every day we're killing each other and nobody says anything. Um, Me being, of course, a young black woman in America, you know, I'm watching. You know, I have a child to raise. I have family members that I have to be worried about because, You just really never know, Um, and my problem is that we're talking about it today, and like you all said, a few months down the line, nobody's, no one's gonna care. So my thing is now, when is someone going to step up, Um, especially out of my generation? I'm talking about the twenties and thirties. Not even one who's been stepping up since you know all the civil rights movements. But when are we gonna step up to do something about it? Because it's a lot of my age groups that's being taken out of here, and we're not all being taken out by cops or you know whites, Hispanics. We're being taken out by someone that's supposed to be our brother, and that's really where my problem is coming in. So let me ask you this, Malika. How old are you? I am
4: 24. 24, and you just graduated from Alabama A&M, and mm-hmm. you see this all the time. I remember you... You sent me a text message. You were riding down the street, and you were being followed by a police officer. And what did I tell you? To just stay calm. Um, well, what do you think
7: happened in that situation, just briefly? Um, it was basically a, a cop. I felt like it was a cop just itching to kill someone. Um, I don't think he really thought that his actions would get as much attention as it's getting. Um, but he I just feel like his hand was itching to kill because he if he shot the shot Michael Brown in the back and Michael Brown had his hands up. Michael Brown was not a threat to him. So he pulled out his gun and shot him for no reason. No reason at all. Well, do you yes, see that.
1: go go ahead, Cam. Go
7: ahead.
4: Do you think that this young man did not understand authority? Do you think that we're in a generation where young people do not understand the importance of authority?
7: Oh, absolutely. Um, Like I said, with my generation, we don't have a lot of respect for our elders or for authority. So if a police officer is approaching me, because he is a police officer, he has a gun, he has a badge, I'm going to respect him whether he's disrespecting me or not. I'm not going to get loud. I'm not going to get rotted because I know that at any moment things could go all the way to the left. It could go wrong. And that's also a problem with our generation. We don't know how to just be quiet. Anytime we feel like we're being disrespected because of someone coming from an authority position, we feel like we have to be defensive. We have to talk back. We have to, you know, show that we have some kind of power. And that's probably a part of the problem. Like I said, even though Michael Brown had his hands up, because the officer was an authority figure and he may have been cussing at him or whatnot, whatever the situation may have been, if I'm sure, if Michael Brown had not cussed at him or had the friend, they just got off the sidewalk and moved on, things probably would have went a little bit differently than they did that day. Malik, let me ask you something. Curtis, jump in at
1: any time you want. But a quick question: What would I, would we be on? Would it be national attention? If the cop shot him, was black. Do you do you think it would be all over CNN like it is now to this degree?
7: Not at all. Not at all. I don't think so. I think if the what, cop was black. Why is that? Because, and I'm trying to find a good way to say it, I just feel like sometimes we as black people just want something to be mad at. We want to be mad at the white man for some reason. And a lot of our problems don't stand from the white man. It stems from our own community from how we treat each other, how we raise, how we're raising our children, how we treat our families. And so when that white man killed him, we're like, oh, yeah, it's the white man, it's the white man. Mm. But why would we expect other races to have respect for us when we don't respect ourselves as a whole community? So to answer your question, if it was a black man, I don't think anyone would have anything to say. Yeah, we would have been mad for a good about 24 hours, but after that, nothing else.
1: So I, I don't think we would have heard anything. I don't think we would have heard anything to be mad at, and, <laughs> and
7: maybe not. <laughs> right.
4: I, I mean, really? I tell, what, I tell you what, we definitely wouldn't have went in our stores, and we wouldn't have tore up each. We wouldn't have, You think if I if I had courage, y'all would have came in my store and tore my store up? Right. No, not at that
2: all. That wouldn't have happened.
4: No, it's Tony. If you would have shot my brother. Do you think that black people, if I still own Curves, do you think black people would have came in Curves and tore up
1: Curves in
2: Selma if you would shot
1: my brother? They just shook
4: their I head and I said,
2: mm, mm, mm.
1: No, that
2: wouldn't hey, happen. Charlie,
1: the, it, the most attention they would have got would have been a post on Facebook. Boy, it's getting bad in Selma. That's all. Boy, they killing everybody in Selma. <laughs> <laughs> Child, is bad
4: Man, I got right to move out of Selma. These black folks are lost, their. Lord, we need a new now. The mayor ain't doing nothing, and the city council ain't neither. The school board ain't doing nothing. We got to get some new folks. That's all would have been
1: said. They are now shooting uh, tear gas because they threw fire bombs at the police. Mm. Curtis, you got anything for Malik?
0: You know, it's uh, she, she definitely, oh, man, you got, bruh, I know I've been on hiatus for a minute, but, man, you got some awesome guests that are calling in to, the Tony Stallings oh. and Soul America tonight, bro. I mean, they are on point with all of their. their I mean, it seems to me that all of your people that you got on tonight, the first and foremost, they're they've been informed. They're, they're very informative, and they're the the comments that they're making are definitely thought provoking. So, with that being said, I commend you on that. But let's let's just be real, and and I don't want to, you know how I am on something for the fellas. I I go hard to paint,
2: like these right, youngsters right. to say.
0: I, I mean, I let it all. <laughs> And, you know, it was something that you guys, when you were touching on whether it would have been a black cop, and, this, and then it, this goes back to the point that I made earlier, that media sensationalization system, will make all the difference in the world. Cause, and, you know, it, it's sad that I can say this and admit it. You know how 90% of us would think, oh, that, that N-word must have had it coming, or that crazy Negro did this, or he must have did something for another brother to shoot him, or something like that. We we make excuses. It's almost like we make excuses to justify something when it's a a black person of authority, whether it be a cop, a state trooper, whatever the case may be, against another black individual. But it should be deserving of the same national coverage as this thing is getting right now. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's sad to say it is become conditioned to accept certain things and to blow up on other things.
1: Wow. I I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, Malik, you, you yep. have certainly given us some good information, and I'm so glad you called. Keep calling. And, um, uh, Cam, I guess you got to put it up on your page for her, too, because it look like they call when you put it on your page. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for calling. Please call back, okay? No we're going to be doing some I'll more shows bad. together.
7: Yes,
1: and And be sure. Curtis is on uh, something for the fellas. I think it's Wednesdays at noon. Check him out, too. All right?
7: Oh, absolutely. You all have a great evening.
1: All right. Thank you, Malik. Thank you,
7: likewise, going likewise. To,
1: Erico six six one, and you're gonna hear something that lets you know as soon as my computer lets me, I'm going to bring you on. You're gonna hear something saying that you've been unmuted,
6: and Erico
1: six six one, welcome to the Soul of America Radio. Hello. Hey, how you doing tonight?
6: I'm doing great. I just wanted to add that there was another reason that Michael Brown got shot that no one's talking about, and that's uh. He's a, a filthy, useless nigger.
1: And thank oh you for calling. <laughs> Area code 253. And we appreciate that, too. Thank you for calling. It, it really helped us. It helps us to realize what kind of people are out there. I mean, their races do exist, right. and they do like to show their bigotry, but it don't bother me. But I'm so glad he called. Sir, please call back again. And hopefully Erico253 will join us. Go ahead, Erico253. You're welcome to the Soul of America Radio. Erico253? Going what? They hung Okay, yeah, they must have hung up. So... So what what I wanted to do at this point is, because I see some familiar numbers, what we got on, and Curtis might be uh, 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 used to this now, on Blog Talk Radio we have trolls. And what trolls do is they'll call your show, and they, that moment that they have where they get their orgasm is, it's when they can say the N-word or they can say the F-word or drop word. That's their orgasm. So I'm sure this guy is wiping up something with a towel right now. So right. I, got a, I got some questions I wanted to pose. And and before I get to another area code, I got one more 334 that I'm going to get to. Before I got a ticker. No, I don't have to do that. I'm going to ask this question because I, I got to get to these. Okay, my first question, Curtis and Cam, and, and, and I'm just going to lay, lay it down, what I what I went through with myself when I looked at this, why Michael Brown? I mean, the officer said he was jaywalking. You, you don't get gunned down for jaywalking. We know that. Dorian right. Brown said that Michael never reached for a gun, and he said that he had his hands in the air, but the officer started in the car. So I don't understand. Th- these are some questions I wrote out to make it a little clear that, I mean, it's just out there, and the police acting like this ain't important. Why? Why? Usually when, and when the police investigate something, And then why did they wait five days to talk to Dorian Brown? He was standing. They didn't even interview him, Curtis and Cam, until five days—Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or four days after. Now they kill somebody in the street, blood flowing. They don't even talk to him for four freaking days. Four days. If Curtis, if I'm standing there, I'm standing next to you, and, and and you kill somebody and I'm seeing it with them, or, or, or the police see it or whatever, don't you know they're going to grab me right then? Don't you know they Oh, yeah. What in the world? That's my first question. And then the second one was okay. oh, why. Go ahead. Nah, just real quick.
0: Go ahead. I mean, you know, we both have backgrounds in law enforcement. And, you know, what I'm saying, and, um, as uh, Ms. Cam was saying earlier, there are some good cops. There are some bad cops. I mean, that's just bottom line. You know this to be true, uh, Tony, yourself, I do. And a lot of times it's a, when, when something like this happens, when you, you know the deal, Tony, they go through that protective mode. You know what I'm saying? It, it's all about the blue shield then, you know, oh, yeah. which we've experienced it firsthand. It's all about protecting the blue shield at that time. So, you know, the, we, they go into protective mode, and it's a lot of cover-up going on. A lot of the cover up doesn't get exposed until after the fact. But, Tony, you and I know firsthand that it's a lot of cover-up going on. So, with the time oh, yeah. less that it took just to get the interview with Mr. Jackson, with uh, Dorian, I mean, you, you know they were trying to bat all their eyes and cross all their t's, man. And,
2: and you also,
4: know what, Tony? Go ahead. a few seconds, I think the reason that – Dorian, the reason that Mike Brown, you know, at first I had to play the devil's advocate, but let me, you know, let me go into mother mode. I think that this young man was killed was because he was a big black man, you know, right. whether he, you know, he was jaywalking, but he was a big black man. And this, this white man rolled up on a big black man walking in the street. And if we look in at the media, Dorian uh Jackson, he was not that big, and Mike Brown was. He was a big black man. And you know, Tony, I dated a police officer who was about 6'6", 270 pounds, and he was a big police officer. And I can remember being stopped by uh, a state trooper. And one thing he said to me, baby, put your hands on the dashboard. And I said, why? And the first thing he said was, because I, although I'm a detective, I'm a big black man.
1: And and let me say this, and and this is going to really piss some people off. I know it is. I know it is. But I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say it because, I I mean, I just got to say what I need to say. Okay. All right. All right. Now, people want to say the video don't matter. And, 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 sure, there are two separate incidents. Like Angela said, you got the robbery and then you got the killing of an unarmed black male. I agree with that 100%. But think about this a minute. If you saw that video, and regardless of people saying it it might not have been him, it was him. Dorian Johnson said, that was Michael with me in that video. Mike, Mike, they called him. Okay, well, that's out of the way. We know it was him. Now, if you watch that video, he wasn't, oh, God, okay, I'm going to say it. He wasn't this little, innocent, weak little teenager that we first heard about. He wasn't little Mikey going to college the next day. He was he look, the dude was so so relaxed with this stuff, when he went in and got the cigars, he walked out and shoved this dude out the way and when the dude said something to him, he came back in the store like I will whoop your is this prime time? Yeah. I will whoop your ass. And then the dude just shriveled up. You know, like he ain't had nothing to give him. Okay. Think about the mentality of a person like that, that just turns around after he done walked out the store and comes back in like what you say. Okay, 10 minutes later, a cop shows up. Now, he's just this innocent person, don't want to start no mess, just holding my hands up. A cop reaches out of his car, pulls him in the car, Tries to pull him in the car is what Dorian John said, trying to pull a six-foot-four, 260-pound black male into his car. While he was doing that, apparently there was some struggle with the gun. Now, to me, I got a problem with something there. Now, now, that's why it connects to me, because if you look at the attitude of him in that video, it ain't the same person that they're describing on the other end. Anybody... Do any of you agree, and, and before you do, I see you three, three, four, we're going to get you. Do anybody feel that way other than me?
0: You know what, Tommy, uh, just to, <clears throat> on that last point, if I may, because I saw the video too. Like I said, because, man, my phone was, my phone started blowing up, the Twitter, they were like, Kurt, man, we know you're going to do a show on this. We know you're going to do a show. I was like, well. I said, you know what, I told him, what I even told to you, I said, nah, but I know one, my big brother in the gang, Tony Stallings, he's going to touch on this subject, and y'all uh-huh. just just watch for the post, I'll share the link, I'll get on the show with Tony, because right, right. I've been so busy with some new ventures, uh, business mm-hmm. ventures that I got going on, mm-hmm. but anyway, when we saw the video, I mean, he pretty much had that little store clerk shook, the way he grabbed him by his shirt and yoked him up, as they say. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, Tony, he, he got away with getting the cigarillos, but the store clerk said something to him, and as you said, he came back in the store. That's when the strong-arming came into play. Because the, at the first part of the video, he, nobody was touched. So that was right. just stealing. But right. so when he put his hands, and you brought this point up earlier, when he put his hands on that man, that's when it, he committed an act of robbery.
1: Right, right.
0: So people have got to get the facts straight again. Now, as far as – Again, that you know, uh, Dorian referred to him as Mike, Mike. I had researched and saw that myself. Now, if, if he was that aggressive, and I'm not, I'm not making excuses for nobody because
2: right, it's not my right. place to do it. If, right.
0: if he was that aggressive towards that store clerk and he got his little homeboy, Dorian, with him, we don't know. We weren't there. He may have said something out of the way to the cops. Because uh, as a, uh, another point that uh, Miss Malika had made earlier, we we have gotten to the point where, we we don't respect authority figures like we used to back in our day. You and I, Tony, you know we right. we got that we got that I ain't no punk mentality. Well, like I tell a lot of these kids that I speak to in my mentoring groups, you can go around here with this I ain't no punk mentality, but it's a difference between bravery and stupidity.
1: Oh, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. And and the thing about it is, I I saw these things and people. I I mean, I have I have had some. Uh, I mean. I, I I put some stuff out there on Facebook and then I talk to people and people have argued me down and, and I understand what they're saying. I mean 'cause I got I got a son eight I got a son uh how old is he? He's thank you. <laughs> He's nineteen. And I I I can't imagine him being shot and killed and I would be just as pissed off. But you gotta connect the dots. I mean let's come on, let's just be real. We can't just say the hell with the video. We cannot that video to me. Gave the the mindset of this individual. It gave me the the, the 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 how what kind of person he was when I saw him turn around and go back in there. I'm sorry. I know people out there don't want to hear that, but it gave me some connection. Now, saying that, I'm not saying the cop did anything right. I don't believe shoot in shooting an unarmed man. Don't get me wrong. I'm not justifying him doing that, but at the same time. I'm not saying that Mikey, a Mike, Mike, just walked up and just this man just grabbed. I wouldn't grab. I, when I was a cop, Curtis, I'm I'm not that big, but out anywhere in the world, I would have grabbed somebody even my size from inside my car and try to pull him in. way in the world, I'm not gonna do that. Hey, let's get this for before I move on. Uh, area code three three four, ending in nine zero. Are you with this yet? Eric Coles, Hello, Tony. 3-4. How are you? Hey, welcome. Hello, Tony. You can doing? you hear me? I can hear you.
8: I'm good. This is Rebecca Shaw at Catherine, Alabama. Hey, welcome to the show. So, How What's are going, going on? What's on? What do you think at, about this? Well, the whole entire situation, I really think something is both definitely being covered up on both sides, as well as the police officer and with Michael Brown. I feel as if there is something that, the community is hiding, like they're not telling the complete entire truth. And as far as the black-on-black crime goes, um, we do have a tendency to just, like, not even care about it. In order for other races to respect us, we first have to start respecting our own race, have empathy towards ourselves, rather than just killing our, you know, killing our own race, like it's something like a sport or something. I mean, until that happens, we're going to continue in the same result. So,
1: do you yeah. think? And, and I pose this question to everybody that's been on tonight: Had this been a black cop shooting him, would this have been national as it is now?
8: Not at all.
1: <laughs> Not Let's at say
8: all. it. Let's say it. It
1: really and, is, and that's
8: the way we are.
1: Right. That's so, the way so, we are. Um, I mean. Right. I mean, think about this. Then what you're saying, what what, and you said something. What you said, your answer is the same as the other callers that I asked that same question. What's that really saying to me is what that is that we're not not concerned
4: that it would be it would you know it been a
1: backup. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We're not really concerned. Oh God, oh my God, we're not really concerned about the actual death, and, and I'm going to say it the way I feel it. I'm not talking about you personally. I promise I'm not. But but I am black, too. All of us on this appear to be, you know, are, are black. But it's like we aren't really concerned about the actual death. We're concerned about who shot you. You know what I'm saying? If, if I'm here, <laughs> I mean, really, it's like, it's like, pow, somebody, he just died. Who shot him? White man. Ooh, child called Al Shopton. Get all these. I don't mean to make light of it, but that's it. Get, get all get 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 fair car down here. But if they said who shot him, another Negro that live out there. Oh shit, man, it's bad crime, bad out of these days. And well, let's go to the store. Y'all going to Walmart tonight? I mean, it's just boom, just like that. And yet, and that's what that's something them, they, I have talked about for years. It comes out there, we all are outraged. Soon as we find out, that's a white man, and then two weeks later, we don't even know who Michael. We don't even we don't remember his last name. Trayvon who?
8: Exactly. right. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, as far as these statistics goes, it's like um, if you were to actually get on Facebook, World Star Hip Hop, you actually do see a lot of those like us committing crimes against one another, beating each other up, posting it on Facebook just to get likes from it. I mean, we're entertaining ourselves by beating each other up or killing each other.
1: Oh, we setting ourselves on fire to get entertainment. I mean, that's the <laughs> right. Exactly. That, we need to
8: grow up. Point blank. Period. We, as I'm, a race, need to grow
1: up. That's true. I'm sorry, Cam. You you were saying something. I, I'm sorry. I, I was a, it's a it's a delay here. What were you what was Santa asking?
4: No, I was just saying that that you know she's right. We as a people. Um, and as as far as that video is concerned, I do believe that uh, the timing of the video was to take attention off the officer and to put attention on Mike Brown. But I also believe that we as people have... Um, you know, Tony, as, as ministers, we, you know, I, I do have to go spiritual, that our fight is not against one another, that there has been uh, an attack launched against the black man. Uh, you know, the Bible says in St. John 10 and 10 that the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy, that the black man is killing one another. And now we are basically stealing and destroying the community. And that's all they're doing in Ferguson. They are destroying the communities. I just saw a picture on Facebook on my friend's uh, page who lives out there where they are literally standing in front of their businesses to keep people from stealing from one another. So the communities are being destroyed, and it's us that's destroying our own communities. And at some point, we have to change our minds. As black people, we 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 don't we don't. I don't care if if our hands never change, if our feet never change, until we change our minds about how we feel about one another, about how we care about one another. Things are always going to remain the same. We're always going to think that we can always step on one another's feet and think that it's okay. We have to change our mind. Yeah,
1: yeah. The the we mindset have- is. The, the and do you guys actually
8: the- feel comfortable see a black man walking down the street who has, has his pants hanging sagging off his behind? Do you feel comfortable if you have that person walk up behind you?
1: Well, well, let me tell you this, and I know Cam got a good answer. Let me tell you, when I was a police officer in Birmingham, and, and I don't, I I didn't think I was profiling, but when, when I saw. Not just the set, pants sacking. When I saw hoodies at night on the side of the street walking in the dark, I always swung around. And and, and it's not it, I'm not saying it was a racial thing because I'm black. I think that it was more of a kind of thing where a lot of the people in that neighborhood that had crimes committed to them, it was somebody in a hoodie nine times out of ten with the pants sacking. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I walk, if I'm in the mall, and I walk through a group of people that have that appearance. I would be lying to you if I said that my instincts were not increased by a thousand percent. I'd be lying to you. True. And that's just the way it is. I'm sure Curtis feels the same way. And uh, you know, uh, I don't know. He... Go ahead. You know, Tony, it's
0: funny that you touched on that because when when I was still active, and even when I uh, left the police and I became a highway, when I became a state trooper, and uh, it was something that Miss Cam had mentioned earlier. I'm a pretty decent-sized guy. I mean, I'm 6'3". I'm 265 pounds, in pretty good shape and everything. And, you know, it was some point when she made when they got pulled over and he was a detective. I mean, even at my size, and as you know, Tony, even when we're on patrol or duty or whatever, regardless of how I feel like I might be able to just toss this little guy, I always gave every individual, regardless of race, The utmost respect, and that was a precautionary measure because I don't know what they got on them, first of all. Third of all, I don't know if they may be under the influence of some type of narcotic. And uh, fourth of all, I'm just giving that space until I can determine myself how I need to handle the situation. So, but, you know, and it it goes back to what the other young lady was just saying, and it it goes back to another point I made earlier. We've just been conditioned to – to, to, to have the mindset and the thought process that we do today. We have to start reevaluating ourselves before we can reevaluate the community. it got to start at the house first. And when I say it got to start at the house, it got to start within yourself.
4: And then, you Tony, and then, and then you guys, when we talk about police officers killing uh, black people right here in Selma this year, we had a police officer that shot a mentally challenged man. Right here over by Church's Chicken, he had something like an axe handle in his hand, and he was shot and killed, and I have not heard anything else about that. That's my point. My point is, did you guys know about it? Uh,
2: uh, no. Uh, no, I haven't heard <laughs> Exactly.
7: Exactly. I mean,
4: a few people made some noise about it because everybody in Selma knew this guy. Everybody in Selma knew him. Everybody knew that he was mentally challenged, that he often went to church with chicken, and they gave him free chicken or whatever, but he was shot to kill by a black
1: police officer, but oh, he didn't
4: yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. And that's my yeah.
4: point. Yeah. That is my
1: point. That is true, and I appreciate your call. Thank you for calling. We're going to move on to Erico 314, and was that next? Was 314 next? Yeah. Okay. Erico 314, go ahead. You're on the of Mac Radio.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, I don't see how the outrage is misdirected. Okay. The outrage is because... Mr. Brown was not afforded due process as guaranteed by the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution. And according to three eyewitnesses, the man was murdered. The police are not supposed to be a judge, court, and jury. They're supposed to apprehend. Criminals or potential criminals, and bring them in and book them, and they're supposed to have their day in court. So that's now, what let the outrage.
1: Let me ask you this: for. that that same outrage that you're condoning, and, and I condone it as well. That same outrage. Why don't and, and Cam alluded to this earlier? Why don't you carry that same outrage? You know, uh, and let me say this: when when Trayvon Martin had his trial from the day he was killed. To the time we heard not guilty, there was eleven thousand young black men killed. Why can't? Why isn't that outrage there? That's what we mean by misdirected.
3: In other words, well, the reason I why come. Why? Go ahead. Well, if you see what I'm saying, you wouldn't be asking me that question. The reason why it comes is because you had a police officer that murdered a man, and the protest began. Now, the people in this city, which I live in, we don't condone criminality. But we do
4: wow. we do
3: respect our ability to protest according to the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. The criminality that you see is going on by those who seen an opportunity to do what they wanted to do. Even the family itself said that it does not condone violence. Others have spoke. Politicians and leaders and community leaders and so forth say they do not condone violence.
1: So so if the if the killer of 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 Michael Brown was a black police officer, you're saying you'd be just as outraged.
3: We're outraged because the police, no matter mm-hmm. if it's black or white, okay. there have been cases when black okay. police officers have done similar things and right. they have been have went after me. In another city called Pagedale, Missouri, you had a black police office do something similar. And we went out there. Well, you say that,
4: we, who are you speaking of, may I ask? The public. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. And, and I can appreciate that because, in, in my personal opinion, th- this really isn't about race. But in the same well, time, no, that's not, it is. That's
3: not true. It is. Well, it I is said about the race.
1: same time it is.
3: <laughs> it, it, it is about race. When you look at the, the history of that area, you look at the history of this, and then you, you got similar things where you going but, on. But, but how can? You, well, let me say this. And right it here. is about race.
1: Let me pose. Let me pose one more question to you before we, we got to move on. We got another caller. It's amazing to me how people. Tend to assume. In other words, if it's a white cop killing a black man, as opposed to a black cop killing a black man, we naturally assume it's racial because that's our innate thought process. That that's what we like. One of the earlier callers say we tend to lean toward the racial side. We pull the race card. In other words, it's easy to say it was race. We don't know the. We don't know what was in. That man's head, Darian Wilson. You don't know. I don't
3: know. But well, we can the say thing because that of
1: the community is racial.
3: Go ahead. Well, well, yes. You look at the police department, and you know what the racial makeup of the police department. The same as the racial makeup of the fire department, the city works department. You have a community where whites have moved out, and the administrative and governmental portion of the city is still intact. You had another city right next to that, Dalewood, with the case of Eleanor Reasonover, who was one vote of a jury from being put to death and spent sixteen years in prison for something she didn't do because the police chief withheld evidence in his bottom drawer. So, yes, uh, race does play a part in these municipalities where you have police officers who come from miles around, fire up uh, firemen who come from miles around and because of the good boy system and nepotism, they're hiring these jobs whereas uh, your grandson, if you lived here, couldn't go out in their areas and take jobs. So that's a demand. demand Why? why? Because they won't hire you. Why? Because they're not going to hire you out there before they hire their kids. That's a fact.
4: Oh, gosh. Okay.
3: All right. Go on, sir. You know, some, well, of these po- some of these police officers and firemen come from the rural areas. Blacks in the city are not going. Why should blacks in the city have to go out in the rural areas to take jobs or uh, have jobs when they should be able, our children should be able to have those jobs in their own community?
1: Well, I I really. I, Wouldn't I really, you agree? I, yeah, I, I think. I think this is a good
2: call.
1: We're
4: really oh, on time I can't now. Go ahead, Cam.
1: I can't, I can't agree with that. I'm
4: sorry. Not being in human so resources. Saying,
3: well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're saying that a black homeowner that's paying taxes to the fire department, whereas their children can't get hired at the fire department? Because we had that essence no, that no, came let
4: up. Let me tell you what I'm saying, sir. What I'm saying is this. Being in human resources, doing job readiness program. All over Selma, yeah. Dallas County, and surrounding areas, what I'm saying is this. I see people who want jobs but are not job ready. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying.
3: Well, Mel, that's, well and, and maybe down there that may be the case, but that's not the case everywhere. We had a, a Mississippi River Bridge that spanned between Missouri and Illinois where you had blacks in East St. Louis, which is about 99% blacks. St. Louis which is about 65% blacks in East St. Louis who was oh drug tested and, and uh, drug tested and trained they wouldn't hire. Them.
4: So you talking about Selma, Alabama. Who started No, I'm not Selma, talking, I'm
3: talking about St. Louis.
1: Go ahead, Tom. Uh, whoever
4: the yeah, call.
3: You, you're in the St. Louis area, is correct? I'm in St. Louis, yes. Okay, okay.
1: And let me say this before, because we got to move on. We're really on time. Have you participated in any of the protests there?
3: No, I wasn't in town to participate in the protests this time. Okay. I, would, was would you, have, I was in Atlanta, and I was not Would
1: you have? Would you have? Had you been in town?
3: Well, I participated from, I guess you could say, a guidance and think tank position. I've been in this community for over 40 years, so uh, I know the players and the people that's doing this, that, and the other, and we give suggestions based on uh, historical content from past experience. Like we asked for the police chief to resign. He should resign. Don't they claim that uh, under Obama's watch this, that, and the other go on? They blame it on him? Well, the same thing should be given to the police chief and also the mayor. They should resign. Uh, The governor done the right thing when he took the responsibility of policing that situation from the local police and placed it with the highway patrol, and placed a black captain over the operations, basically stripping the white police chief of Ferguson, stripping him of his powers and his clothes, so that there a cause of animosity because they didn't the whites didn't like that. Right.
1: And 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 I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Listen to us again and call back. We may be doing a part two on this. Be sure to call in. We'll we'll get it. I don't know how you heard, but just keep checking. We'd love to have you call back, sir, okay?
3: All right, Thank I to continue listening.
1: Okay, yeah, continue listening and we're gonna go to area code seven one seven. We down to about five minutes. But we can get it in. Area code seven one seven you're on the Soul of America Radio, and we're discussing Michael Brown. And are you on? Can you hear me?
6: Yes, and, and, and it's a great discussion, and, and I'll be pretty quick because I know you are running on time. Okay. Um, when I look at this situation, I, it, it's so unfortunate, but I'm looking if it goes to court. Now, tonight it was reported by the New York Times that Michael Brown's family, um, the person that did the autopsy, said he was shot six times, but not in the back. The problem I see is that the witnesses that saw it, all three witnesses said he was shot in the back. Now the information's coming out that the, all the shots were from the front. So in a court of law, if it goes to that point, it kind of discredits the witnesses because they all said he was shot in the back when Michael Brown's own um, investigated uh, the person that did the autopsy said all the shots were from the front.
1: Now this uh, this autopsy you're talking about is it the one that the the uh, that the that the parents had or that the preliminary yes. they did yes. on Tuesday? It's yes. the recent one. And
6: and, and and that's the problem here is you know the the main witness is a friend of Michael Brown's that was involved in the robbery. So how credible can he be? Now the other three witnesses all said the same story. He was shot in the back. When it comes out that he was shot only in the front, I mean, do you kind of see where in a court of law this is gonna? It's gonna be tough to for the witnesses to be credible.
1: Right, I, I see where you're going with that. I have not seen that, and uh, but they, I can't speak on that. they just recorded it
6: within the last within the last half an hour to an hour. Wow,
1: and I got it on CNN. If that's the case, then. Um, I do agree with you that, that this if, if, if it can show through this particular autopsy that he was shot in the front, it is going to definitely uh, affect the witness's testimony. And I think that's powerful. Sir, I really appreciate you calling tonight. We are down to about three minutes. Yeah. Call back when sure. we do the second part. Okay, sir? Sure. All right. Thank you very much. Wow, we are down to three minutes. Man, I tell you, that is some powerful stuff. We've had some great calls tonight. Curtis, we got about three minutes, man. Give me about... 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Tell me what you think, man.
0: All right, man. Hey, uh, as usual, Tony, man, I just said it was a great, excellent show, and I'll definitely be back on the next one when you do the part two. And to the uh, the one caller, if you're still listening, sir, I commend you on first and foremost for being astute as far as the constitutional and amendment rights and things of that nature. And for uh, that's another thing I was going to touch on, that the governor of Missouri, he did step in and do an excellent job, in my opinion, of delegating the authority the way he delegated so I definitely commend you on pointing that out because I was going to do so myself and to the last caller that just was on thank you for bringing forth and shedding the light on that new information and uh... hey man as always Tony I'm glad to be a part of the show
1: no problem and, and Cam, before you go in I wanted to say somebody sent me a link I can't print uh... in the in the chat room saying that the last caller is not telling the truth I, I don't know, I can't confirm or deny it, but they gave me a link to follow and I'm gonna look at that link afterwards and I'm gonna post it on my Facebook page and Cam will probably post it on hers or in the soul in the uh in the uh in the in the uh event and let you know one way or the other. Cam, what's up? We got about thirty seconds, what's going on?
4: I would like to say thanks to all of the callers, especially the ones that responded to my event page and also my Facebook page, and also I would like to say uh, as a person that's worked in human resources for the last 15 years, that we cannot fault the white right men. We cannot fault people in our community for not finding a job. You have to get your car behind up and go to somebody's college, go to a trade school, Go somewhere and learn how to be job ready. I'm sick of people coming to job interviews in pajama funds, Bob socks, or satin caps on your head, house shoes, and all of this stuff. Become job ready. And I promise you, as a black person that worked in a Hyundai plant, I was the only black person in management in Selma, Alabama. It can happen. But you have to be job ready. Thank you, Tony Stallings. Thank you, Curtis Taylor, for doing this show to all the callers, to everyone, young black people, you do not, not have to be a part of statistics. You can do anything that you want to do if you change your mind.
1: Wow, that's powerful. So true. And um, I wanted to say that what I do is I got, I have, a, uh, I have a teenager, two teenagers, and I would encourage all of you out there that are of color and are not of color uh, to. Educate your young children, educate your teens. One statistic I don't play with is that between 17 and 29, they say that those are the, the, if you look at all the murders that happen in the United States, they're between 17 and 29 and they are a black male. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't want to take a chance with my child. So I educate my child. I tell them how to respond to the police. It might not work, but I got to do something and it starts at home. Educate your children. Tell them what they need to do. It may not prevent them from being shot in the back, but we as parents have to give everything we we know to our children. So if the lights are off in the stadium and the scoreboard says you've lost, if the parking lot is empty and the fat lady has sung and it looks like you're losing, if God has says you won, then you won and you keep sowing. Cam and I will be back at you, and y'all take care. Be blessed. And so. And so.